Hey, Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Monica. And this story is about a war hero who stayed loyal to her troops long after death. <laughs> Happy puppy pick me up Thursday. This is going to be an interesting one because I'm like way too tired to be doing this. She's, she's off a rocker a little bit. I'm a little bit like punchy. Yeah. Which, okay, I feel like half of like the people that I speak to know what that means. It's like you're slap happy. Like you're so yeah. tired that everything's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I know what that means. Well, I know you know, but you know that what that means because you know me. I think I knew what that meant before then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. I know what punchy means. Punchy. Um, yeah. There's like six more days left of school. There are exactly six more days of school. Oh. Yeah. We can make it, but it just, it's going to be a long one. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love you if you're listening. Huh? I'm talking to the children. Yes. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, hi. We love you. It's <laughs> just I'm sure you're tired of us. Yep. Yeah. It's been a long it's been a long one. I'm sure you're ready for summer. Woo! Almost as much as we are. <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh, but yeah, we gotta we might have a long episode for you here today. It'll be a good one. Do you have any news? <laughs> Yeah, so news. So we are putting out, we're starting a newsletter, monthly newsletter. The first one came out a week ago for you listening. It's today for us that are recording. I was really confused for a second. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm thinking like, ahead. Today. I'm in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll put a link down below so you can sign up. We're going to. We're going to shout out some like fun reviews that we get. We're going to update you on information about the, our show. And then there's some like we are putting all of like the cute like doggy videos, dog related videos that we find like all the little TikToks in there mm-hmm. too. So yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a fun one. So yeah, you can sign up for that. If you again, go to our little show notes thing. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep coughing, y'all. I don't know what I did, and it's just like... Anyway, but yeah, if you just could go down to the show notes, our link will be in there. So, go yeah. sign up. Oh, I have some other news. Yeah? Um, I saw my family this weekend, including my almost two-year-old niece. And no. Oh, gave yeah. And her a ride on her back. We have to share the picture. Well, we have to ask my sister-in-law if it's cool. Yeah. to share the picture... Oh my god, it is so cute. We can like do the little like smiley face on top of her face or something. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, she gave my niece a ride on her back. I was holding (laughs) her up the whole time just to make sure Sadie, because Sadie got a little stressed with it, but she was a trooper. It was so cute, (laughs) y'all. So cute. And then she was just sitting behind whenever she was playing, like anything she was doing, she was just sitting near her without getting like in her way. And it was so cute. Yeah. And the baby also was like, she's getting some vocabulary. And whenever Sadie was too close in her face, she'd say, go away. No. Go away. <laughs> They're so Love cute. it. Uh-huh. Speaking of babies, I'm not going to like share too many details, but I became an aunt. Yay. Yeah. So excited. Um, 
Yeah, I have a little nephew now. He's super cute. I got to meet him last weekend and hold him, and he's just the best. He's so sweet. Yay. So, anyway. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to do a Am I the Bad Dog? Yeah. We haven't done one in a while. No, it's been a while. These are fun, too. Yeah, um, they are. All right. So this one goes, am I the bad dog for cursing out my neighbor in front of her kids? So, I'm a 21-year-old female. Mickey is a 12-year-old Akita that I've had for all 12 years. I'm going to insert for a second. Akitas are expensive dogs. Yeah, they are. But They're gorgeous. And they're very pretty. Yeah. They're really pretty dogs. Mm-hmm. So now back to the, the story. For some context, I live in a residential neighborhood that was recently gated off. I walk Mickey every day. By the time I turned nine, he was too big for me to take on walks, so I trained him to walk in front of me on our walks. He only walks about 10 feet in front. Mickey has never been away from me for more than 24 hours. A bit ago, a family moved in a few houses down. There's the mom, dad, and twin children. Dee watched me walk Mickey and thought he was a stray. I explained how our walks usually go and thought that was it. Okay, so I'm just going to pause real quick because, like, again, Akitas are beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're very floofers. Like, there's no way that you would think an Akita was a stray. No, not at all. No, never. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Because especially they're so floofy. Like, if it was actually a stray, it would not be floofy at all. Like, if she's taking even, like, a little bit of care of her dog... Like, it's going to be really obvious that this is uh, not a stray yeah, dog. These are not going to look like strays. No. All right. So the thought that that was that, it was not done. So four days ago, uh, I came home and Mickey was not in the yard. Freaked out because he's always there. I went through our neighborhood, posted it in every missing pet Facebook group I could find, and posted in our neighborhood group chat saying he was missing. Fast forward to yesterday. So he's been gone for three days. Okay. Looks like, yeah. Ooh, that um, sucks. By now, I am going out of my mind. I finally decided to go door to door. And after a few houses, I'm at N.N.'s place. My M opens the door as D is coming in from the kitchen. I explain to M that Mickey is missing and she offers sympathy as I'm getting ready to leave. D joins the conversation. He immediately says, baby, tell her about the dog you found. Oh my gosh. M goes on to tell me how she found a dog wandering around in my yard opened the gate and took uh, him out okay so we're just trespassing now <laughs> yeah okay yeah. but like you've seen this dog you know that this is mm-hmm. her dog it's in her yard with a locked gate mm-hmm. all signs point to this That's is her dog, dog. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh at this point i'm not even registering the fact that she removed my dog from my property i'm just excited because i think she might have him somewhere Before I can ask, she explains how she gave him to one of her friends because she Uh, thought he was a stray. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. I'm so upset about this. Mm Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine if this were my dog, like I would be probably, I'd be be arrested for things that I would do probably, Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. I explained that it was my dog. (laughs) because for some reason you had to explain that right because you had to explain that to the neighbor that literally trespassed in your yard to Mm -hmm. get your dog out of your yard that was locked I like can't even Uh, comprehend this is crazy and she somewhat reluctantly gave me a name and address I go over there and I'm met with a mother and two kids 
I tell this mother, TM, she's going to call it that, that the dog she got is my dog and show her pictures of him. She doesn't argue or anything and I load him into my car and drive home. This morning, I get a message. It's a screenshot of a mom group on Facebook. M and TM are going back and forth saying things like, how would you think taking a dog from a kid is okay? And my personal favorite, she's had enough time with him. She should let others have a turn. That's not how dog ownership works. That is not how it works. Wow. (laughs) Manipulated the story so it looked like I took their dog. And there were other moms criticizing. Hmm. She took her dog. She took the dog that is her legal property that Mm -hmm. belongs to her and is bonded with her. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Like, the fact that you have kids, like, is not even a factor. Like, yeah, you you messed up. Right. You. Yeah. You stole the dog. dog. You're the one that messed up. Like, you get to explain to the kids why this dog is not theirs anymore that's Mm -hmm. you're like she's just upset because she has to because her kid's gonna be sad and she did that Mm -hmm. it's her own fault for taking a stolen dog Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. i guess there's like the smallest chance like i know that that mom might not have known that d stole it Mm -hmm. i can i could see that being a possibility but but yeah i mm, even that, I think, is a little... But the... She should let others have a turn? No. Yeah. No, get your own dog. That, to me, is like you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, very angrily, went over to M&D's house and shouted at her. I'll admit that I did say a few cuss words, but it was generally just me saying things like, you're acting as if he's a toy people can take turns with, and he was on my property. Yeah. <laughs> I've been called a bad dog by M again on Facebook for cussing me out in front of my kids and causing emotional stress she's not fit to deal with. How about the emotional stress of, like, actually stealing someone's dog? Yeah. On the dog and the human. God. Go step on a Lego or something. Goodness gracious. She said, I kind of feel like a bad dog because I could have just let it pass without saying anything. No, nope, you and couldn't I might ask. have actually let a few cars slip in the vicinity of children. Although I'm 95% sure that school age kids are in face-to-face school in my area. Uh, am I the bad dog? Oh, there's an edit and there's with an update. Yeah. Um, they filed a report with the police. Good. And she'll be walking Mickey on a leash as soon as it's deemed safe for him to be walked around the neighborhood again. Yeah. We'll be stopping to pick up cameras and a lock after they get off work. Yeah, that's like step one. Yeah. They didn't realize, even if I've asked if I could still be making people uncomfortable. I think that's in regards to walking Mickey off leash. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that the uh, other person's, that the, the dog stealer is the bad dog. Here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I will say, use a leash. Because, you know, even, like, the most well-trained dogs, like, no dog is perfect. So, even yeah, even the mm-hmm. most well-trained dogs, stuff that can happen. Just, Yeah people might not be comfortable with dogs and you don't know like the people around you that are walking like you don't know their life you don't know their history like maybe they've had a bad experience with a dog so just walk your dog on a leash Mm -hmm. it's not 
Yeah. Yeah. But I can say like I because I ninety five percent of the time have Sadie on a leash. The only time I let her off is if we're in a very secluded spot, like yeah. in the backyard that I know no one's going to come in. Right. And even then, I'm like super cautious with her. But yeah, so I I, I get it to an extent, but I I've never walked her down the road without a leash on. Yeah. But I, that doesn't make them the bad dog in this situation. I agree absolutely. I don't think that has anything to do with someone stealing her dog. It's not her fault. Like I think she reacted as any good dog owner would in that moment like anybody who loves their dog that's how you'd react to somebody stealing your dog so Mm -hmm. yeah i think filing the police report was a really good call because like if anything else happens with that dog now there's a paper trail so you're just starting that like there's a history here that she's done with this dog just in case anything else happens but yeah 100 percent, get some cameras because that that's scary yeah and like he like yeah my thing with the like people harping uh because some people in the question in the comments are harping on the leash thing i know yeah and it's just not the point of the conversation absolutely to me it's like her dog got stolen out of her yard right like it was in a fenced in yard right it's not even like i've had friends that have the invisible fences Mm-hmm. For their dogs, it's not even an invisible fence. It's yeah, a fence. an actual like, fence. She broke in to her property, trespassing. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crazy trespassing and then stealing. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that one. May- I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine the things that I would say or the things that I would do if someone stole my dog out of my yard. Like I would, mm-hmm. I'd be livid. So, yeah, not the bad dog. No, no. All right, well, let's get into our story today. Let's do it. As Sadie, you know, shakes and makes noise in your ear. Sadie, (laughs) do you want to say something to the people? No? Okay. (laughs) All right, so let's get into our story today. So um, our story today, it's been a minute since we've done a war dog, I feel like. Yeah. So there were a couple of stories that I was starting to research, starting to, like, you know, write up my notes and stuff. um, And I just felt like I wanted to do a war dog. So at the last minute, I saved all that for later and we'll get to those but i wanted to cover sally today yeah we can get to everything we're gonna be here forever yes that's our plan at least (laughs) listen and subscribe so that we can keep doing this um so sally is a dog during the civil war so taking it taking it back um i (laughs) i'm probably gonna cry during the story um because sally the way that she's described is exactly the way i would describe my dog like from all, for all the accounts that I found, she pro- like she looks exactly like Buffy. So, <laughs> thinking about all the things, all the amazing things, but also all the sad things that happened with Sally, like I'm probably gonna cry. So she, well, I'll just get into it. So this is 1861, which is cool. when the Civil War began, in Westchester, Pennsylvania. The 11th Infantry Unit had started, and they were starting to train in order to you know prepare for battles captain terry was training his men when someone from town presented just brought him a little puppy in a basket oh my god i know what dreams are made of i know right like someone bring me a puppy in a basket the puppy was about four to five weeks old um and he just brought this dog as a gift to the unit um, and just said you know every unit needs a mascot and this could be yours that's awesome yeah i know so like i said she looks exactly like my little buffy she was a pit bull with a brindle coat 
and a black snout. Um, and a quote I found from a letter that um, I couldn't see like which soldier who I couldn't find out who exactly wrote this letter home, but they wrote a letter home about a little puffy pug nose, black muzzled canine, scarce four weeks old and barely able to toddle upon its short and clumsy legs. Oh my God. Which is like precious. the cutest thing ever. We I met know. Buffy at four weeks old. Huh? We met Buffy at four weeks we old. We did. She was so yeah. little. Anyway. <laughs> So Sally quickly became part of the unit. She loved playing with the soldiers, and they named her Sally after one of the pretty ladies in town. (laughs) So Sally's full name is Sally Ann Jarrett. And yeah, so she was named after one of the pretty girls in the town of Westchester. (laughs) I know. That's really funny. (laughs) And she really quickly, I mean, she, you know, she was involved in military life since literally four weeks old. So she learned kind of the routines pretty quickly. She learned the, the sound for roll call. Nice. Um, like the like that thing, um, yeah. which I learned is called the reveal, revile, reveler. Re- 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 uh, I can play it on the trumpet. Sure. <laughs> Say it again. R e v e i l l e. Oh, reveal, reveal. I don't know. No, I don't remember. I used to know what it was called. Reveal. Maybe reveal. Okay. Yeah, but she learned the sound for roll call. She was always the first one at roll call. Like, she was always the first soldier there. Oh, yeah. What a good little soldier. I know. And then when, as the soldiers were training, she would sometimes just pick one of the men and just kind of go through, like, the obstacle course or whatever it was that they were, whatever drill they were running that day. She would just kind of pick a soldier and do it with them. That's cool. Yeah. So her first battle that she was involved in was the Battle of Cedar Mountain. And this is um, 1862. Okay. So the Battle of Cedar Mountain, it took place in Culpeper County, Virginia. And I'm not going to get too into the Civil War of it all. Like, not going to try to get too far into, like, the events of the battle itself. But the general, I guess, summary of it would be the Union was trying to prevent the Confederation from moving into the northern part of Virginia. So they had some of the southern part. They didn't want them to take the northern part. Because also, if they take the northern part, Washington, D.C. is right there. So... That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So during the battle, Sally kept up with the color guard. Um, And I wanted to look up a little bit about the color guard and why it was important. So the color guard is composed of eight corporals. And the site where I was learning this was specifically during the Civil War. So I'm not sure if that's different now. So the site that I was looking at was specifically about the Civil War. So things might not be exactly the same now, but the color guard was at least composed of eight corporals. Okay. Um, They carried large flags to... And it served a couple of purposes. So mm-hmm. one was to help soldiers maintain formation. Okay. And they were so large and, and they were colorful so that soldiers could see the colors even through smoke and gunpowder. They'd still be able to see the flag. Oh. Yeah. What? That explains so much about like color guards and band. I know. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it sets the pace for the march. And like mm-hmm. they would tell their soldiers, like there were some commands that even had to do with the colors. And I can't remember exactly oh. what they were, but they would give a command and it would be like, basically it would be to follow the color guard or move towards the color guard. So, and then they also were a source of like motivation, inspiration, like they would kind of provide that for the troops as well. They'd give them a sense of belonging for their unit. So they were obviously a target for enemy attack. Oh, definitely. They were the most obvious target. Mm-hmm. So bright, colorful. They're yeah. bright, they're colorful. And like that could really hurt your enemy if you're if you take away the color guard, because that's going to discourage the troops and confuse yeah. the soldiers because mm-hmm. now they're not going to like that takes away their their pace. It takes away that kind of visual marking of like where we are versus where the enemy is. So the color guard was very important. And Sally stayed with the color guard, which means she was on the front lines. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. Yeah. And she would be, the whole time during battle, she'd be barking at enemy soldiers and providing moral support for the men. So that was her first battle, the Battle of Cedar Mountain. She also fought in some of the 
some other very famous battles of the Civil War. So she was in the Battle of Antietam, which is still the deadliest battle in American history. She was in the Battle of Fredericksburg, which is one of the largest battles of the Civil War. There were more than 20,000 people fighting in the Battle of Fredericksburg. Wow. And then she also was involved in the Battle of Chancellorsville, which was said to be Robert E. Lee's greatest victory. Each battle that she was in, she stayed at the front during the whole time. She stayed along with the color guard. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Like, loyal. Super loyal. During the Battle of Antietam, the soldiers started to worry that she would get hurt. Because, again, Antietam was one of the deadliest battles, not yeah. just in the Civil War, in American history. Mm-hmm. Um, so they tried to get her to go to the rear. Like, they were commanding okay. her to go to the rear. Yeah. They were trying to move her. She would not budge. She refused. Wow. She was like, I yeah. am next to my color guard. This is where I need to be. This is where I'm going to be of the most use to you guys. Like, this is where I need to be. Wow. Um, and Have we talked about, like, what, what she did, like, specifically? So most most of what she did, she would, yeah, so she would bark at the enemies. Okay. Yeah, she'd bark at enemies. She would, she provided a lot of motivation and inspiration for the troops on her mm-hmm. side. You know, so I, I don't know, wasn't there, but I could imagine, like, her going around and, like, seeing any seeing any of her comrades that were not doing well or, like, getting tired and just, like, going up alongside them. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to encourage them, like, nope, we're going to keep going. We can do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then barking at the enemies, growling at the enemies. I'm sure probably biting at them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But but she did. She was on the front lines that whole time. Soldiers claimed that she knew all of the men of her regiment. Wow. And some of that, like, they did have colors to kind of separate different units, even mm-hmm. within, you know, the Union or the Confederate armor- Army. But they claimed that she knew all the men of her regiment, and she refused to follow anyone else. Oh. Like, a lot of times, I think the enemy would try to distract her and mm-hmm. like, oh, come over here. And she would, she refused. Wow. She knew her men. She knew her people. And she was going to stay with them. That's awesome. Yeah. There was one story of she at one point growled at some civilians mm-hmm. and it kind of scared them a little bit. And one soldier said, she hates the rebels even more. That's funny. Yeah. So she knew her enemy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So after one of these battles, I saw something that said that she had a litter of puppies. Oh, my God. And I wanted to look that up. Like, I wanted more information. Couldn't find anything. And then in the book, so most of my information is coming from a book called The Eternal Soldier. And it's cool. a children's book. It's it's so wonderfully written. I love it. So in the back of it, I was just, you know, making sure I didn't miss anything. And apparently she had not one litter of puppies. She had four. Oh, my God. Four litters of puppies throughout the war. And each That's time... Crazy. Each time she had a litter, she would leave for just one day what? and come right back. Like, she was not going to waste any time. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. And she, yeah, she'd have, she'd go off, have her puppies, and she's back in it. She's back in the battle. Wow. Yeah. And I also wanted to know what happened to the puppies, because that's important. I didn't want her to just, like, leave them. Soldiers sent their pup, sent Sally's puppies back home to their families, or sometimes they would give them as gifts to civilians, you know, who were on their side or, who you know, who had helped them out in some way. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, probably the biggest honor. Well, you know, there's a few, but one of the biggest honors Sally received was a salute from Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So during a review of the army, basically, you know, Lincoln's there just making sure, just checking out his troops, making sure everybody's good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, So the troops had to march past Lincoln, kind of parade past him a little bit. And during Mm -hmm. that review, Sally led the 11th Infantry past president abraham lincoln i love how it's sally sally led the infantry do what i love how it's sally led the infantry yes she did i know it's just funny yeah she's the leader so president lincoln when he saw her he tipped his famous top hat wow. at her and gave her a salute that's legit i know that's so cool and i saw somewhere that he saluted her twice but i just saw the one time so i'm not oh. sure but still like even the one time that's so stinking cool yeah yeah so sally is most famous for 
the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, so this happened on July 1st, 1863. Mm-hmm. So the 11th Infantry was stationed on Oak Ridge, which is just outside of Gettysburg. And they fought for two hours before oh. Confederate soldiers targeted the color guard mm-hmm. and shattered the Union's lines. Like, oh, no. completely knocked out the Union's lines. So they were ordered to fall back and go back to Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. So as the Confederate soldiers took over the Union lines, Sally didn't recognize anyone from her unit. Oh, no. And the men from her unit were looking for Sally. They could not find her anywhere. So they were worried that something had happened to her. Like, they were fearing the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. After the Confederate soldiers retreated, mm-hmm. it w- there were two more days of battle. After they had retreated, the battle continued for two more days. A couple days later, the 11th Infantry moved back to Oak Ridge, where they had last seen Sally. Captain Cook of the Massachusetts unit was the one to find her. So I feel like it oh, sounds wow. to me like they were so concerned about Sally. They were telling they were talking to other units and were like, please help us find our mascot. Like, we need this dog. Yeah. So Captain Cook was the one that found her. She recognized, even though he was not in her unit, mm-hmm. she still recognized the colors of the Union. So she knew wow. he's on our side. He's a Union soldier. That's cool. They described her as looking gaunt and tired oh. and hungry. So basically what had happened was, as the Confederate soldiers overtook the Union, Sally mm-hmm. realized, because she could recognize that this was not the Union colors. This is the Confederate. Yeah. So Yeah, it's red and red versus gray, right? Right. I think so. So she realizes they're not my people. And I th- mm-hmm. and either she couldn't move through the enemy, line, enemy lines or she just refused. Like she oh. she just refused. She was like, I am not moving with these people. <laughs> these wow. are not they are not on our side. So her instinct eventually guided her back to where she had last been with her soldiers. She was able to through the battle to find her way back to Oak Ridge where she had left them. And a lot you know, this is Gettysburg. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a lot of huge battle. Like Big a lot battle. of people yeah. were lost and a lot of people that were lost. Some of them were from the 11th Infantry and she recognized the soldiers from her troop, from her unit. Aww. So, you know, she didn't know where the rest of them were, but she was not about to leave anyone behind from her regime. Wow. So she stood guard over the fallen and the injured and the mm-hmm. battle continued on for two more days. And during two more days, while fighting is still happening around her, she refused. Oh yeah. I know. Wow. She refused to leave the side of her soldiers. Injured soldiers who survived the ordeal reported that Sally licked their wounds to stop the bleeding. Aww. She would growl at Confederate soldiers during the ebb and flow of battle to protect them. Mm-hmm. She would, you know, like some of these men were super wounded. They were calling out for like their moms. Aww. You know, they're calling out for their yeah. families and she would go lay down beside them to comfort them. Wow. And even the ones from her troop that had passed away already who had already died she protected them too she did not want the enemy troops taking them or moving them so if any you know if any confederate soldiers came around Mm -hmm. she would growl at them she would bark at them nip at them she was not letting anybody take her people her soldiers away so when captain cook found her so again she's she is still standing guard over her soldiers wow yeah i know she is still standing guard she is still doing everything in her power to make mm-hmm. sure that as many of these men survive and even though she was gone she was hungry at this point she probably hasn't eaten at least not much in four days yeah that's a long time that's a long time and she they tried to like captain cook tried to pick her up and take her mm-hmm. to feed her he'd offered to get her like i think he had water in his canteen that he offered her she refused oh, wow. oh man she refused until she only went to join the 11th after they had carried all of the injured men out wow wow that's awesome yeah she was like no you're gonna oh, take care girl. of these guys first mm-hmm. yeah so that's definitely 
you know, probably what she's most known for. I mean, that is truly heroic. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, ultimate loyalty right there. Mm-hmm. But that was not her last battle. So she also was in the Battle of the Wilderness. Okay. Which was in 1864. And it ended up in a stalemate. And I didn't find any... The only story I found from this is kind of funny. Yeah. So one soldier from her unit had turned tail. Was just oh no. Yeah, he was going to abandon the unit. Like ah. he was like, can't do this. He got scared. He got scared. I can't it's blame war. him at all. Or scary. But Sally did. <laughs> Sally said no. She's like, ah, you you're not about to you're not about to abandon us. So she followed him <laughs> and ripped right through the seat of his pants. Oh my god. <laughs> and dragged him back. She was like, no, nope, wow. you belong over here. You're going to do your duty and help us fight this war. Wow. Yeah. That is quite the dog right there. I know. That's amazing. Then she was also involved in the Spotsylvania courthouse mm-hmm. battle. During this battle, she was wounded. So she was shot in the neck. Oh. Mm-hmm. By a Confederate bullet. The colonel of the 11th Infantry, Colonel Coulter, I think is his name, uh-huh. was also injured. and they But they both were able to survive. The bullet remained lodged in her neck for a couple of months until it kind of like worked its way out. Oh, um, man. I just hit my microphone, so I'm really sorry if you heard that. She <laughs> she recovered. It did leave a pretty prominent scar on her neck. And then the last battle that wow. Sally was involved in was the Battle of Hatcher's Run in 1865. And at this point in the Civil War, there was like a stalemate that lasted for months. Oh, man. Like, no side could, you know, eat out a victory. So, Mm -hmm. the night before Hatcher's Run, Sally was not acting like her normal self. No. She would not rest. She would not lay down. She refused to sleep. She spent... Very weird. She spent the entire night crying, howling, moaning... And again, like this had never happened before. Uh-huh. They had never seen her behave like this ever. I mean, even when she was like, you know, giving birth, like she would just go, she would quietly sneak away, have her puppies come right back. Like it wasn't, she didn't yeah. make it a big deal. So this wow. was, this was really concerning. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. During the very first charge of the battle, Sally was right up with her color guard, as Mm -hmm. she always was, right up at the front. During that first charge, she was struck and killed. Oh, my God. I know. And soldiers said she didn't even so much as cry out. She was killed instantly. Whoa. So she had been struck in the head by a Confederate bullet. Like, she didn't even have, Mm. which, you know... You could also say it like there's kind of a kindness there. Like she didn't feel any pain. Yeah. Just mm. another reason though, not to be a huge fan of the, not to be a fan of the Confederacy. Yep. Just, yeah. They're already pretty, pretty well, low Sally. on my list. <laughs> yeah. I'm really low, but yeah. you know. Soldiers were immediately grief stricken. Yeah. I mean, they, this was their girl. I mean, she got them through some, like some of the hardest times she was with them through thick and thin she was their like little guardian angel like she mm. was looking out for mm-hmm. them and she was gone mm. there are reports of soldiers crying like babies 
over this little dog. And this is like, this just shows how much these men cared about her and how much she meant to them. Mm -hmm. They stopped the middle of battle. The battle is still going on. It just started. I know, right? This is the first charge charge of the battle. And they just stopped where they were in the midst of battle and buried her where she fell. And another quote I found from a letter of you know that a soldier wrote home mm-hmm. said poor sally fell in the front line in the fight at the run a bullet had pierced her brain Aww. she was buried where she fell by some of the boys even whilst under a murderous fire so much had they become attached to the poor poor brute which cool. i think just yeah who so long had shared with them the toilsome march and the perils of battle wow and i think the other thing too that makes me sad is that the civil war ended just 60 days later yeah, she was like two months out from, she was so close from the end of and the then war. she could have just had like this beautiful like you know more of like a normal life that she deserved and the good side won yeah and uh right yeah her side won yeah so 25 years after the civil war the 11th in- infantry met again at gettysburg to dedicate a memorial to those who that they had lost during the Battle of Gettysburg. And they decided that they absolutely could not do that without also honoring the guardian of those who had fallen, little Sally. So they built a memorial and there's a, there's a soldier, a bronze soldier looking off, you know, looking over the field at Gettysburg, Mm -hmm. looking towards battle is kind of, you know, the symbolism of it. And then at the base of the memorial, there's a life-sized Sally laying curled up at the feet of the soldier. That's so sweet. Yeah. And she's looking backwards. So she's, so the soldier's looking over the field, facing the battle. Mm -hmm. Sally's looking backwards. And the symbolism there is, you know, she's looking over the men that she loved. Aww. (laughs) <laughs> i know i'm like getting a little teared up because again like this whole time like she she's described as looking like so close to the way buffy looks like yeah so the whole time i was researching i was just like picturing little buffy and it just yeah like it's yeah anyway yeah <laughs> So to this day, people leave dog bones and biscuits Aww. for Sally at her memorial. And this never would have occurred to me but I to do this, but I mm-hmm. love it. People also leave pennies face up so that Lincoln can salute her once more. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's also an amazing children's book that was written about her. So I really want to shout, shout yeah. out this book. It is a children's book. And it's just the way she's she the author wrote it. It's beautiful. It's just mm-hmm. really sweet. So the book is called The Eternal Soldier, the true story of how a dog became a Civil War hero. And the author is Allison Kratzer Kimmel. So shout out to her. Shout out to that book. Very well written. Highly recommend reading. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's Sally's that's story. A really cool story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it feels weird to like transition into like the arbitrary dog rating because I'm just like still like mm-hmm. kind of tearing up over here. But yeah, let's rate Sally. Arbitrary dog rating oh, for man. Sally. Shouldn't she just get the purple heart? 
like <laughs> like like all of them battle. though like yeah like yeah like five purple hearts go for it yeah as many as you want medal of valor all of the medals all the medals just yeah <laughs> can we put them on a little hat for a dog too <laughs> or like a or like a no, no 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 military like outfit yes or like the little service dog vests yeah but like how makes like but she needs like all the you know all the military pins yeah you yeah, know what i'm talking what about to get to. huh that's what i was trying to yeah. yeah all the military pins that like captains and mm-hmm. colonels and all those guys wear like she needs all of them yeah on a little like and she needs a purple heart vest and, and a purple heart valor. yes yeah little sally yeah she like helped helped win the civil war she did yeah i mean like these are big battles yeah she was in gettysburg get it yeah she's in like the battles that you think of with the civil war she was yeah and you know she helped inspire her troops to you know do their best and fight for the cause and yeah yeah antietam and gettysburg are like yeah Two of the only battles I remember from social studies class. Right. Like Antietam, Gettysburg, Fredericksburg. Okay. I think I remember hearing about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Sadie's (laughs) really listening right now. Sadie's listening really hard. She's got like her one ear up. (laughs) Yeah. Which we love to see. So... Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys can find us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. You can also email us with stories at Puppy Dog Tales Pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review. It helps people find our podcast. And if you sign up for the newsletter, we're going to be shouting out some of the reviews that we get. So and don't forget that Tales is spelled T A L E S. Yes, always. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the newsletter speaking of check that Mm -hmm. out we're gonna be trying to post a monthly newsletter so once a month yeah (laughs) i can't transition my brain is dead i think that's it for us today we hope you keep listening keep calm and and flag flag on. on